everyone and welcome back to the second episode of the Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to check out the first podcast if you haven't already. Today we're joined by Dr. Yash Bandari. He is an expert in additive manufacturing and today he talks us through exactly that, as well as trends, partnerships and his new job role as a product manager at Aditech. Don't forget to follow us on all of our socials at Manufacturing Global and let us know what you think of the episode. Enjoy! Thank you for joining us today. To start with, can you tell us a little bit about your career leading up to where you are today and your job change from EWI to Aditech? Sure. Um, my name is Yash Bandari. I go by Yash in short. Um, I'm an internationally recognized uh, manufacturing engineer, um, having worked in the US, the UK, um, and um, India. That's where I come from. Um, I have an exten- extensive experience in um, metal additive manufacturing, especially DD processes like um, wire-fed additive manufacturing, arc additive manufacturing, um, laser metal deposition with wire and uh, EBAM um, and laser powder bone process. Um, and at um, I work at Aditech right now. Um, at Aditech, um, I lead a team you know, for component fabrication, um, right from uh, identifying the material to developing process parameter, to build the part with uh, desired mechanical properties. Um, I also manage projects and product line, um, develop and um, implement product strategies, develop and um, implement the most profitable plans uh, to promote and position uh, Aditex products um, in the AM market. I also translate technical details into um, customer benefits um, in order to craft compelling messages across uh, marketing channels, actually. And then in this, um, my current job, I also follow and analyze uh, market trends to position um, Aditex products, actually. Um, I'm also working with cross-collaborating departments like R&D team, as well as sales and marketing, um, marketing and communications, and uh, other teams. I've been following Metal AM market for the last 10 years, and uh, I found Aditech to be uh, a unique company with a unique technology. And um, this attracted me to contact um, the CTO, and I came to know more about their business model and their products, actually. So, and our CTO, Brian, also liked my 10 years of experience in um, wire-based additive manufacture, and he liked MAP and then the experience and transferable skills, um, what I can get to Aditech. So that's how I ended up at um, Aditech. In terms of the services and solutions that Aditech offer, can you walk us through and overview them for us? Absolutely. So before I tell you about the solutions, I want to tell something about um, a little bit about Aditech. So Aditech is a relatively new company and it was founded in uh, 2015 with the goal to innovate how large scale metal structures are manufactured um, then. So to address this, uh, we designed the first generation of our laser wire and powder deposition head. Um, Like most of the people, they know about LMD process, laser metal deposition. Um, but the uniqueness about our process is we have both uh, powder and wire, which can be used as the, the feeding material. So in our process, we either use wire or powder or both, in fact, thereby leveraging the advantages of wire and as well as powder. You know? And then coming to the services, additives, additive machines offer a world of 
new possibilities. You know, we produce some of the cheaper and uh, reliable machines in the additive market. Or for example, our 450, M450 um, U-printer machine can print larger parts than its close competitors and at the half of the cost. You know, Apart from M450, we also produce custom solutions by building large-scale machines to manufacture large-scale parts. You know, We also provide services to convert existing CNC machines into advanced hybrid manufacturing system. And then not, not the least, um, we also offer lease to own program, you know, starting at just $1,800 a month. You know, I don't think anyone is there with this type of capabilities with such um, low costs. Lovely. On your LinkedIn profile, it says that you are one of only a few individuals worldwide to work with the three heat sources in additive manufacturing across different organizations. Can you expand a little bit more on this? <laughs> sure. Um, I actually got into additive manufacturing in 2010. Um, where I worked on, you know, Wirearc AM hybrid system, and then during my PhD at Cranfield University UK, um, um, I investigated more on Wirearc AM of various metals, working with different industry partners. And then after my PhD at Oak Ridge National Lab, um, I worked on laser wire AM, where I was involved in developing LMD wire process with GKN Aerospace. And then later at EWI, I worked on electron beam wire AM. So at all organizations, I worked at um, the common thing was wire, but the energy source was different. Um, there are only a few individuals that I think that might have worked on all these three technologies mentioned. So um, I'm very fortunate and at the same time, lucky and proud to have worked on all these three disruptive technologies um, in a short span of time, actually. Thus, you know, I can differentiate each process uh, depending on heat source. And now I'm able to judge and suggest which process is the best um, depending on application and material to customers. What does additive manufacturing look like today and how did it get to where it is? Can you explain a bit about that journey and what the benefits are? Sure. In the last several decades, you know, we have seen major disruptions, you know, to the manufacturing um, environment. Um, and then more recently, we have seen the trend towards uh, personalized products, you know, resulting in smaller lot sizes, uh, thus training, you know, traditional economics of um, scale production. So what might um, like AM, you know, or manufacturing in general, you know, look like in, you know, the next 10 or 20 years, you know, in some instances, it will look pretty much the same as it does. Uh, the more, um, especially in additive manufacturing, it will get more automated, um, like more research and development will be uh, done in terms of process qualification and quantification. And then more people will be ready to use in their facilities for their actual production. And it will um not only be constructed to aerospace uh like now but it, it also uh you know venture into different sectors like space you know as like i can tell you an example of like spacex for example they are using additive process you know to produce some of their parts so um apart from space sectors you know it will also venture into oil and gas um automobile and so on so forth so i think there is a definite um, advantages of additive manufacturing. Um, it will save cost and time compared to that traditional approach, actually. At the same time, quality will be key and uh, there's still 
a level of effort needed to achieve that where um, we want to see as a fully automated process. Do you think that there is sometimes a bit of a reluctance to introduce additive manufacturing into some industries? Um, yes, like some industries, like um, for example, um, oil and gas or automobiles, um, automobile industry, um, they are, I think from my perspective, after talking to many customers um, at the trade shows and conferences, like most of um, these sector people are uh, old fashioned, I would say um, they're not ready to, you know, uh, accept additive manufacture as it comes. Um, again, probably due to uh, the automation levels, that's the first thing, and then the, the trained AM personnel, actually. So these are two things uh, which are, you know, uh, keeping some sectors um, not adapting to additive manufacture. So as I said before, that, you know, people will change, you know, and then, you know, they'll be more inclined to um, put new technologies in their production line. Um, so again, it's just the awareness, um, it's just the, uh, the programs, the additive programs. I mean, if they are able to get to their uh, production line, I would see a huge improvement in their costs and uh, production times. Like you say, change is fundamental to all organizations. Obviously, at the moment, we're seeing that with IoT and automation in manufacturing, but I guess how important is it to introduce technology to this industry and to improve on existing systems that already exist? Sure, um, this is one of the things um, like um, many um, industries you know, are working and even different universities, how we can you know, um, leverage you know, the industry 4.0 term. Yeah. Industry 4.0 term is like pretty a hard cake right now and how uh, we can get that particular uh, type of strategies to current AM technologies, for example. So right now, um, you can't apply Industry 4.0 um, to additive manufacture because additive manufacture is um, about like 25 to like 30 year old. Um, so still there is process development which has to be done um, to make that completely automated. And then again, like there are different processes um, involved in additive manufacture. So for some processes, the technology readiness level, I said TRL, um, they are at different TRL levels. So different processes are at different TRL levels. That means um, the adoption of additive manufacture um, is not 100% there. So uh, this is what I think with respect to 4.0 and industry 4.0 that, you know, it'll still take time and a good level of effort. And I see um, the, the right direction. People have laid out the roadmaps, the strategic roadmaps. And um, I think um, over the next uh, 10 to 15 years, uh, we should be able to see uh, a fully automated production plant. Um. And, to and to take that one step further, operating with a proactive and agile approach in the market is key. But what value do you put on innovation in manufacturing and just how important is it to be responding to the latest trends? Absolutely. So, you know, innovation um, holds key, actually, um, for every company and even for Aditech, you know, and at the same time, we want to be always competitive, you know, compared, uh, uh, compared to our customers, I mean, compared to other competitors um, in the AM market. So the way, um, so th there are a few things, you know, how you can be innovative, um, like we also uh, get involved uh, 
doing some R&D work with universities because that's how you know most of the innovation um, you know happens actually. And then we also write grants uh, with government uh, agencies, and then uh, get the funding. And then we do a couple of R&D. Like some of the things I can't reveal because <laughs> it's a public platform, uh, but. Uh, there's again a high level of innovation required uh, for this additive process to be, um, you know, adoptable in the um, industry. With the effect of COVID-19 at the moment, can you tell me about how it has impacted current operations and how the last few months have been? And I guess how the way you've changed operations because of the pandemic? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The COVID-19 pandemic is already ushering in a host of challenges. Um, to industrial manufacturers, you know, especially those that depend on workers um, whose jobs cannot be carried out remotely. Um, about like 80% of the manufacturers um, expect that the pandemic will have a financial impact you know, on their business, you know, according to um, a recent survey. So, I mean, we are seeing jobs, job losses in big companies like Airbus, Boeing, uh, Rolls-Royce, Carpetech Technologies, you know, et cetera, to name a few. Um, like most affected technologies are definitely aerospace and oil and gas. Um, since Aditech is a relatively smaller company, we are also practicing social distancing at work. And uh, we have projects not from not just from one sector, but from several other sectors, actually. So um, like this COVID-19 hasn't really affected our operations. In fact, we are still selling machines, writing government proposals, doing R&D work working with other private companies. Um, there's a good backlog of customer projects, actually. Um, I hope, you know, we all come out of this uh, pandemic safe and healthy and uh, I hope, you know, the economy turns around. What do you feel are the current trends and major drivers in manufacturing at the moment? Um, I, I think there are a few drivers um, to the future of manufacturing. I think uh, quality will still be the, the first thing, the first priority. Uh, but how we achieve it, it'll change. Um, and then the economies of um, scale will coexist with economies of uh, one production. Um, and then production will become more localized, I would think. And, and people will still be involved in manufacturing, but um, their roles will be different. Uh, and then the product design will become more naturalistic, uh, combined with artificial intelligence. Um, will be associated with augmented intelligence as well, actually. So um, the ecosystem of today that driven by transactions, basically, uh, will be based more on relationships. Uh, manufacturing operat operations will be uh, guided by a unified architecture that links uh, the edge to the cloud. Do you think that technologies such as robotics and AI are really here to increase efficiency as a guidance and tool to support the digital workforce? Absolutely, absolutely. And then like robotics uh, combined with AL and then with new business model uh, will compete with uh, traditional contracting mechanisms, um, you know, to share value propagation, value creation. Um, and this will change the roles and responsibilities um, across the supply chain, you know. And finally, not just this, you know, even data, you know, everything is all about data right now. Data will be the king, you know. Um, simulations will drive decision making. Um, and everything from design to production and uh, reverse logistics will be honed um, to maximize efficiency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I'm sure that most decisions are made with the customer in mind. 
but can you talk me through the importance of customer centricity and just how, how important it is to ensure that customers are always at the heart of decision making? Absolutely. Um, Aditric treats you know, customer centricity seriously. Uh, I get it. Customer satisfaction cannot be easily measured unless you use live chat, um, but then it doesn't translate into revenue directly. Um, the problem is uh, customer satisfaction is much more important than most people understand. You know, to understand why customer centricity brings us so many benefits, we need to understand why customer satisfaction is so important for business in the first place. You know, so the loyal customers are like for me, loyal customers are worth up to ten times as much as their first purchase. Um, it's like six to seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer than um, it is to keep a current one. You know, like in one of the surveys, um, I learned that like three out of five Americans would try a new brand or company for a better service experience. So it's it, it's not easy to um, keep up with the, the previous customers. Um, yeah, in other words, you know, although the sales-centric culture seems to be more effective, it's the customer-centric approach that's more uh, profitable um, in the long term for Agitech. It's because like um, customer centricity is about uh, delivering high quality products and we believe in delivering high quality products at uh, Agitech. And it's also about creating real relationships with the customer before and after the sale, you know, in order to drive repeat business, you know, loyalty and profits. Um, and then we at Aditech are right there to give our customers an enriching experience and are always at the um, heart of decision making. And just how much of a challenge is that to keep your finger on the pulse of customer demand? How much do they dictate how you operate? Um, I think it's, uh, I would say it's like a win-win situation for both of them, just like personal relationship, business relationship, you know, require continual maintenance, actually a good uh mutual benefit and ongoing communications are you know are are important you know are critical i think you know the strength of a good partner for us at aditech is that they're able to remain competitive in the market and uh, make a profit for both of us um in the long run can you talk me through any key strategic partnerships that you've established and how they've contributed towards your success um some of their uh, there are varied relationships um, we developed over the course of time. Um, like some of them, they are with government, some of them with uh, private um, industries, and some of them with universities. So each of them will yield uh, different results. Like for example, with government uh, agencies, idea is to make US uh, strong um, in terms of security, for example. So that's how we work with, um, for example, Department of Defense or you know Department of Energy to make sure that you know US is competitive compared to other countries. And then again, with, with respect to private companies, um, they want to lead the innovation, you know, not just in the US, you know, compared to other um, other players in different countries. And then with respect to universities, uh, we have a very good relationship. Um, getting this innovation thing coming out and, uh, you know, getting jobs for the graduates, you know, where the graduates will have um, a good, uh, like a good experience um, in metal additive manufacture so that they will be, once they graduate, they will be, uh, you know, competitive again in the AM markets. 
And what do you look for in a key partnership? What do you feel are the characteristics of a good partner? And how do you ensure that these relationships are mutually beneficial and sustained? Um, I would say um, the loyalty and then uh, the ability to uh, remain competitive in the market. At the same time, you know, establish um, a profit for both of us um, in the long run. So these are a um, couple of things what I look in the um, in partners. Having that mutual trust is vital, isn't it? And having mutually beneficial relationships means you're in it for the long run with those mutual values. Otherwise, it won't be sustainable, will it? Absolutely. Like most of the projects, you know, uh, what we are working here are, you know, are from the follow-up process, you know, where, you know, from the, from the first project that we work with the company, they really like them and then they want to, you know, be uh, connected, you know, and then, you know, come up with a different scope. Basically, it's just a trust, you know, what we instilled in the, uh, the in the op opposite partner, making them, um, you know, stay in touch with us at the same time. Whenever any issue they face, you know, the first thing is, you know, again, they would call us and ask, you know, how, how, how can we uh, deal with this situation? You know, can we, is there, a, is there a better alternative way, you know? So these are, profits, yeah. you know, they're all based upon, you know, from the follow-up projects, actually. Well, that encourages returning customers, doesn't it? It's not a case of, right, we've done business, see you later. It's that aftercare and encouragement and, you know, your job is never finished. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we always, you know, um, stay engaged and motivated and always, um, you know, try to connect with them. Um, so it's not like, you know, once we finish off the project with the customer, we are, we're not like done and dusted. So uh, that's what even they think uh, from their side. So um, we have got like good feedback from them. Uh, we are like one of the uh, breakthrough um, AM companies uh, in the market. So it's all good to hear from them, actually. This will always uh, make us <laughs> stay motivated and engage uh, with them. Absolutely. In terms of your greatest challenge, can you talk me through your greatest challenge? And I know that's probably a hard question because your career is quite extensive, but is there a particular challenge that sticks out to you and, and how have you overcome that? Yes, everybody, you know, face challenges in their manufacturing career and uh, I'm no exception too. Um, so some of the challenges have been, you know, how, how do I keep myself engaged you know how do i stay engaged and motivated uh, at all times you know how do i deal with changes for example covid in the recent times um you know how do i counter negativity in the company um you know how how do like what kind of what i need to do to be creative at all times how do i keep up with the am market you know how do i communicate with all the customers and um, giving updates from time to time during busy times you know how do i manage projects so these are some of the um, challenges um, I faced in my, you know, professional career, and I came, I overcame most of these challenges, and uh, I'm still working on the others too. So, like for example, um, I underwent many training and workshops, like for example, customer selling focused training. You know, this really helped me um, in many ways. Like one powerful thing um, I learned in this training is like to use three words, like tell me more. You know, this way I can get more information from the um, other person than um, later I underwent project management training where I came to know, you know, how to work with people and resources so that I can deliver projects according to the um, customer expectations. Um, lastly, I also underwent E plus R equal to O training. Um, this means event plus response equals outcome. You know, events, ha events happen, right? Uh, we can't control them, but 
we can control how we respond to them. You know, if instead of reacting, you know, we take a breath and decide on a response aligned um, with our values and goals, then the outcome will be better. You know, meaning more happiness for us um, and for you know everybody around us. Absolutely, yeah, that's vital. Moving on to the future, the future of the space. What do you anticipate the next few years of manufacturing looking like? Um, that's a very interesting question. Um, like today's rapidly evolving manufacturing techniques um, include artificial intelligence, um, advanced robotics, and uh, Internet of Things. You know, often referred to as um, Industry 4.0. Um, they're all poised um, to reshape the global manufacturing landscape. Um, like they've got important consequences for the traditional role of manufacturing in economies, um, structural transformation, growth, job creation, and uh, so on and so forth. Like developing countries uh, like the US, UK, uh, Australia, you know, comparative, you know, advantage, they have a good advantage um, in uh, highly skilled labor, but again, it's not easy to find uh, specific skilled persons um, and low cost production is at risk, you know, at, as routine skill tasks are increasingly automated, right? Um, and then new technologies like 3D printing, for example, are demanding high level skills, um, raising the capital intensity of production, um, elevating the importance of innovation ecosystems and requiring strong infrastructure and uh, readiness for manufacturing for manufacturers to be uh, competitive. You know, we are added, you know, are not leaving any stone unturned uh, from these stands. You know, countries that currently possess or are investing actively in these skills, you know, um, capital and infrastructure of the future are the ones that will dominate um, global manufacturing in the years ahead. What about for Aditech? I guess that's also a difficult question as you've only just started with the organization, but what do you think the future for Aditech holds? Um, yeah, that's a very important, uh, interesting question. Um, so the thing which um, is unique about Aditech compared to other AM companies or uh, um, other its competitors is it takes the it takes the advantages of all the competitor systems. So other competitors they have so since this since Aditech is uh, primarily a wire based additive technology company. Um, it not only has wire as the feedstock material, it also has powder. Basically, it has advantages of wire-based additive manufacturing and uh, uh, laser powder blown process. So, so this is the, I think this is one of the unique things uh, that Aditech is uh, that Aditech is offering. You know, I don't think there's anybody um, out there in the market you know which has this kind of technology. You know. So in this process, we use either wire or powder or both, in fact, you know, so basically leveraging the advantage of wire and as well as powder, you know, the ability to produce uh, like cheaper parts, you know, basically uh, from wire feedstock makes operation and material handling very easy, actually, at the same time, very clean. And then there is a 100% material efficiency, you know, being also be able to, you know, process powder closes the gap to conventional LMD process, you know, and then brings the ability to mix alloys on the fly, you know, so you can switch between wire and powder, it's fast and does not require a complex change. So this is uh, the unique things um, what Aritech will will, will be offering and at a very, at a very 
lower cost compared to um, our competitors and uh, other metal AM technologies, actually. So I see Aridex uh, technology uh, moving quite well. You know, in the next few years, people will be recognizing um, this technology, and uh, we are already, you know, in the process of selling good number of machines, uh, not just in the U.S. to the overseas. You know, to the for example, Australia, and then we are also um, we, we have sold several machines to universities as well because they think that there's a good amount of research that can be done um, on these machines, and then utilize this technology. Um, you know, to open up um, different avenues. For sure. Um, and what about you for the for the next five to ten years? Where do you see yourself? What does what does that future look like for yourself? <laughs> sure. Um, personally, I want to see myself as a leader in advanced uh, manufacturing. Um, I want to be recognized as a world leader in ad additive manufacture. Um, I want to see like 3D printing process getting more automated and ready to use. And I want to play um, a key role in this um, area. I would like to be seen as someone uh, with deep expertise in wire-based additive manufacture. And I know that's something that I will have um, an opportunity to do here at um, Aditech. You know, I'm also really excited uh, to take on more managerial responsibilities in the next few years. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with amazing managers. Um, and so developing into a great manager myself um, is something I'm really um, excited about. You know, Of course, learning will always be um, a key part in my life. And I guess passing on advice, can you, can you pass on any advice you'd give to young graduates who, who want to pursue a career in additive manufacturing? <laughs> um, yeah, sure, to some extent. Um, so additive manufacturing, um, it's a really emerging field um, for young graduates. Um, there are so many opportunities um, in additive manufacture. Um, like you don't have to be good with all the processes, but if you're good with at least one process, that will land you a job, um, and then you can pursue your interests. You know, regarding AM jobs, like it's okay. You know, like to quit your first job, um, even if it was um, really hard to get it. You know, it paid well, and everybody. Um, seem to admire you for getting it, you know. But if you hate your job, uh, you'll be wasting your life um, acquiring skills, contacts, um, and a reputation that uh, you don't want to use it. So the sooner you find uh, something you love, the better. This is what um, you know. I would like to, you know, say to young graduates. So do you think that people don't really understand the full extent of additive manufacturing? Do you think it's a little bit misunderstood in the industry? Yeah, I think so. Um, like, I can give you a small experience. Um, I went to um, a public school to uh, give a talk on uh, 3D printing. So I asked uh, students how many how many of them they want to pur pursue um, additive manufacturing in the long term. And then everybody rose their hand. And then as a follow-up, I asked them how many of you want to be in manufacturing sector the long run nobody nobody raised their hands like i had to roll my eyes <laughs> why do that, you think that was why do you, why do you think that is because because this is a, a buzzword which is going on additive manufacture or 3d printing um people are hearing you know people have these desktop printers but you know but everybody ha has to understand that 3d printing or additive manufacturing is a part of manufacturing as such 
So, you know, I would like to see this manufacturing go ahead, you know, it can be additive manufacture or after like 50 years, you know, um, there might be other process coming up. Um, so this is what I was really, you know, surprised. Um, so I want to see this manufacturing go ahead and uh, especially um, there are good opportunities for additive manufacture. People are people, they don't know um, much about additive manufacture, but they want to get into it. So this is how um, one of the ways we help also at Aditay, uh, our customers. So letting them know what process makes them, uh, makes sense for them and what type of uh, business model they're looking. And then we help with all these, um, you know, interesting activities with them actually. And how can people get involved in additive manufacturing? What is the best step to get into 3D printing and additive manufacturing? Um, so there are a couple of ways um, why, you know, um, industries, they want to get into additive manufacture. Um, so th this is what uh, we listen keenly uh, to the customers. So um, one of the main reasons is um, the cost and then the time as well, you know. So, for example, an aerospace uh, part, it typically takes um, like anywhere from six to nine part, uh, six to nine months, depending upon uh, the geometry and material. Um, so, but with additive manufacturing, you can um, get down the cost by nearly 50% and even get down the production time by nearly um, like 50%. So these are the benefits um, that, you know, that we generally discuss with our customers. And then uh, but definitely, you know, they would think that this will change the business model um, in terms of, again, you don't need to have too many, uh, like, too many people to you know work on a particular product. It's just additive manufacturing. Um, so we want to reach to where a position where uh, it's not like we want to eliminate people, but uh, make the parts uh, qualified. You know, I would say like one qualified parts uh, using additive manufacture. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for the discussion today, Yash. It's been excellent to talk to you and to cover more about additive manufacturing. Um, I trust that you'll uh, listen to the podcast when it's out. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Like, you know, like this is my first podcast. Um, like I'm excited. My family's excited. Same time, you know, I informed my, you know, I asked my friends to be, um, you know, get tuned to, you know, uh, <laughs> as once it, you know, pub once it gets published online. So, um, yeah, it, it helps me as well, you know, on the long run, it helps me as a career wise, um, you know. Yeah, it, it helps me in promoting myself, you know, Aditech and at the same time. Um, and then, you know, I'd like to see the questions, you know, coming up from this podcast. Um, that's how, you know, the, you know, you know, the contacts and then mutual trust and relationships. <laughs> Excellent. Well, without further ado, thank you very much for taking part. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks very much. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye.